0: just after my birthday at the end of august that's when my old man would start talking about his birthday coming up he was born december 10th 1951 a couple of months premature in 1951 a couple of months premature was usually a death sentence the scene would have made that death sentence even more likely It was a long-gone, old, tenement-looking building behind City Hall, as where Stephen Patrick Cishon was delivered in a fourth-floor apartment kitchen during a raging snowstorm. This was the fifth of 11 babies for Grandma Cishon. She put her newborn preemie in the oven to keep him warm until an ambulance could take him the few blocks up Niagara Street to Columbus Hospital. Nurses quickly christened him right on the spot, not expecting the little oven-warmed human to make it, but the fight was the first of many low-percentage fights that my old man would win. Starting with those first few moments, the path laid out for my dad was never smooth. He was angry and cranky a lot. But if you could work into a conversation something about his birthday, his favorite day of the year, well, it was an almost instant transport back to happier and carefree times. And you could see it on his face. Once the Erie County Fair had ended, and my birthday had passed, and we were all heading back to school, Dad would start reminding us that his birthday was coming up, and that he'd want a big present, those words said with outstretched arms and his eyes wild and wide open. By November, he'd be getting into specifics. Occasionally, he actually needed something, which was great, but otherwise, fraught with danger and anxiety, we'd have to come up with something on our own despite what you might think about someone in your life, please rest assured that my mean, crazy, loving, tender, angry, anti-bullshit, anti-things old man was indeed, without a doubt, the most difficult person ever for whom to buy a present. Anywhere under the sun, anyone who's ever lived, period. That is until I turned 21. The old man spent the last decade or so of his life barely ambulatory. He was diabetic and went through several unsuccessful surgeries to save his foot. Then there were several surgeries to remove his right leg below the knee. His body and his spirits were greatly weakened by all those surgeries and all the time spent laying in hospital beds. And he never really got the hang of the prosthetic leg they gave him. In fact, he only very rarely tried it on. He would have disagreed violently with what I'm about to say, with the idea, but for the last ten years of his life, Dad was wheelchair-bound. He was never a heavy drinker, but come on, the guy owned a bar at one point. He really liked the occasional, or even slightly more than occasional, whiskey. Never straight, that whiskey. He'd mix it with just about anything, though. Iced tea, Diet 7-Up diet ginger ale. His taste changed often, but I think ginger ale was his favorite. Even though he'd eat three donuts with impunity, he always made sure that he had diet pop, because he was a diabetic. At his last birthday dinner at his favorite restaurant, which was really kind of a sports bar, he tried to order a whiskey and a diet ginger ale. But alas, like any other restaurant or bar in America, they didn't have diet ginger ale waitress told him that. He ordered something else. And when she walked away, he whispered to us, kind of talking out of the side of his mouth, as my dad often did when he was in disbelief of something. No diet ginger ale in a fancy place like this? <laughs> in a fancy place like this is one of the few PG-rated lines from my dad that I can repeat and do repeat often with growing appreciation as time goes on. Despite whatever went on in a restaurant, at home, it was whiskey and diet ginger ale, so long as he had the whiskey. Buying Dad a bottle was great. He'd take a quick peek in the gift bag, and then he'd put it right back in there quietly and start rolling his chair down to his office, moving it along with that single foot, gazing into that bag a couple of times as he was wheeling down. Once he got into his office, he opened the bottom drawer really, really quietly it was a creaky old desk, but he opened that drawer ever so quietly, slipped that bag in and then closed it really quietly with the thought that my mom wouldn't know that he had a bottle of whiskey in his desk. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, he really couldn't drive anymore. He couldn't make it to the liquor store himself. And he just had no means of getting himself a little taste of booze every now and again. He was reliant on other people to bring him a little bit of booze, and people generally saw that that was a bad idea. Not me, though. What I now look at as the last great gift I was able to give my father, I was his cheap whiskey hookup. Just a big bottle of the cheap stuff. I don't need any of that good shit, is what he'd start whispering to me once the leaves started to change. Good shit said with anger. From everyone else, I'd get grief for bringing my old man a little old granddad or Kessler's or Philadelphia or Old Crow or whatever happened to be on the bottom shelf of whatever liquor store I was able to visit that day. And anyone who was mad really had a point, because even a little bit of alcohol could send my dad's blood sugar out of whack. But it was really his last joy in life, and I didn't see any need to deny him of it. He'd generally be mildly disappointed when I'd get him that little bottle, but when I'd get him the little bottle, my hope was, in part, that maybe he'd only have one drink at a time to stretch it out a little bit more. It usually worked. Father's Day, birthday, Christmas. Dad knew what was coming from me, and part of the gift was giving him a reason to devise some sort of ruse to make sure that my mother finger quotes, didn't know that he had just gotten some whiskey. As he was executing said ruse, he'd quietly, but with the tone implying yelling, ask me why the hell I didn't get him a big bottle. Just like with most dads, my old man took more than his fair share of good-natured jibes from the family all year long, but none on his birthday. He loved that. It might have been his favorite part of the day. He loved it even more when someone would let one slip. Usually he'd get mildly irritated, but on his birthday, with a smile, he'd quickly remind, no, 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 not on my birthday. Though the polka classic reminds us that in heaven there is no beer, on December 10th, I know there's cheap, crappy, blended whiskey in heaven. Dad's drinking that crappy whiskey by the gallon with plenty of diet ginger ale. Because you know they gotta have diet ginger ale and a fancy place like heaven. Wondering how I got here, I'm Steve Seashon.